far side. Here he is now, looking to maybe let the shot go. He steered past the keeper into the left-hand corner. And Tilly, shaching for him, he's doubled his money and registered his second, the Don's second this evening. Puss comes in from the left-hand side. It goes beyond Davison. Bugel on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a brilliant finish by Omar Bugel. Oh, what a finish. It's in towards McLean. Oh, he's found the second goal for the Dons. It's absolutely incredible. Oh, it's a brilliant save from Nick Zanev. Tipped it wide just when it was destined for the top right-hand corner. And it comes from Tilly in towards the edge of the six-yard box. Pest going up. And now it is headed in. And it is Ryan Johnson. Pell leaping. Oh, and it's his first touch of the ball. And he's made it 2-0. Tilly, what a nonchalant bit of control as well, up against Milsom. Tilly now with a shot past the keeper! Oh, it's a superb goal! Hi guys, it's Bassi here. Hi, I'm Omar Bagil. Hi, I'm Terry Skiverton. Hi, I'm Hussein Biller. Hi, Bezo here. All right, lad. I'm Ali Hamadi. Hello, I'm Johnny Jackson, and you are listening to the official AFC Wimbledon podcast. Come on, you dons! Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the official AFC Wimbledon podcast, coming to you off the back of an excellent win in the FA Cup over Cheltenham Town. Ramsgate, of course, the visitors to Palau Lane in the second round. Look out for ticket information via the club's website for more on that one. On to this week's episode. It gives me great pleasure to formally welcome the club's goalkeeping union to the podcast, led by the enigmatic Ashley Bays. We sit down with Nick Zanev, Alex Bass, and new signing Ryan Sanford at the training ground. So let's get to it. It is episode one of the Keepers Union. Welcome everybody to a special edition of the official AFC Wimbledon podcast coming to you live and direct from the training ground here at New Malden. Delighted to say that this is the first episode, the first edition of the Keepers Union. Nick Zanev is here. Hello Nick. Hello, hello. Hello mate. We've got Alex Bass, who are mate? Hi guys, you're right? Bass, you're right? Yeah, and good. we've got the Colonel as well, Ryan Sanford in the building. What's going on? Much, mate. Yeah. Right? yeah, not bad. Enjoying yourself here? I'm loving it, mate. Lovely. It also gives me great pleasure to welcome one of the true loves of my life to, to this podcast. Um, this man is a legend, pure enthusiasm. He will pick you up whenever you're down. He will brighten your day. And can I just say one thing? If you ever have him on your coaching team at Football Manager, he always fails his coaching exams. He always asks for extra time. I've been playing as Wimbledon for about 10 seasons now, and Ashley Bays has never passed an exam. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, AP, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for putting this all together for us, Put, putting the, uh, the Keepers Union together for us. Um, what's going on? I mean, tell me about these, these lads we've got in front of us. Um, where do you want me to start? <laughs> wherever. You start wherever you fancy. We've got a very good goalkeeping group. Very good um, dynamics, the energy, uh, their work ethic, and how they apply themselves day in day out is nothing short of outstanding. So uh, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying coaching them all. Um, obviously, Colonel's joined us recently. He's added a new dynamic to the group. Tad's been with me eight years, and um, Bassie's been with me. Yeah, he's stuck coming at the start of the season on loan from Sunderland, and he's been a pleasure to work with. Who should we go to first? Who should we talk to first? Tell me. No, you tell me. Come on, man. This, you're the leader of this pack. Go on, Tans. Tans, talk to us about the group, about what Bezos like. Yeah, well, that's, it's kind of just day in, day out work for me because I've been with Bezos so long now and it's, it's good to see other lads coming in and sort of incorporating into the group. It's always difficult, I think, when you have new players coming in and how you're not sure how you're going to get along, different characters. But yeah, no, I think we've got a really, really solid group and working, looking to... Is is work a joy to come to every day? Oh yeah, for sure. You're coming in, you're playing football every day. You know, we we do the work, but we also have fun. We play sparkle before most sessions, and we can get it going, get it firing, get the banter going, and get onto each other. So, no, it's a really good group. Uh, Alex Bass joined us yep. online for the season from from Sunland. Yep. <laughs> uh, welcome to South London. I mean, it's been an interesting ride for you so far good solid few months of football yeah definitely um, it was something that I wanted to push myself to do this season to hopefully come out and get some games um, and then I couldn't have asked for a better coach to come to and Bezo has been brilliant with all of us um, as I said the boys have taken me really well it's a great group we've got going on now and every day the standard is phenomenal between the three of us um, and we really do push ourselves to to get the best that we can do and the colonel uh, our final contestant here on, on edition dog. one of, of the Keepers Union. Um, been training with us for a while. Welcome to Wimbledon. It's great 
to have you with us. And I mean, it must be different for you after spending quite a bit of time at Millwall to, to swap one part of South London for another. Yeah, a little bit, but I think I prefer this side. I'm enjoying the time here. You know, it's been, it's been really, really good. Um, thankfully, obviously, I spoke to Basil in the summer and I'm coming here and train. And since then, it's been fantastic for me. Um, the lads have been top and helped me through a difficult period, really. So I'm just thankful to be here, if I'm totally honest. He's a bit different to Kevin Pressman, isn't well, he? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I think difference good, you know, nowadays. Yeah, yeah no, true. Yeah. True. Tan's got the epitome of enthusiasm. Like, it makes you feel good as a goalkeeper, and I think that's the most important thing. He, he should be a hype man. I mean, if I was a boxer, I'd want him yeah, in my you, camp, in my, in my corner. I'd want, I'd want Ashley Bates. You, you say that AP, right? But if you look what you do, then you're going to be like, I mean, if you don't, then there's no point doing it. So I believe in, if I love what I do, I want it them to, when they walk out on the grass, all they've got to do is just train, give me everything they've got. So if I give them my energy, they'll give everything back to me. It's my belief, and I believe that they do that. They might come in some days, and they might be down and feeling low. That's my role, that's my job, to pick them up. So when they perform on the training ground, hopefully it goes into games. I'd like to think what we do through the week, they're fully prepared for that game on that Saturday or even on Tuesday of the week. How do your family put up with your energy? <laughs> As long as you ain't got a sign saying live, laugh, love in your living room, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Nick, Nick, what makes this man sat next to you special? What makes him the envy of a lot of football clubs? Why do so many goalkeepers respect him? I think it is just that day in, day out sort of enthusiasm and also the keeping the, se- keeping the session like, to a good tempo. Because I think some places I've been to in the past, it's difficult to keep that standard and that session at that high level throughout the whole session. And Fraser does that, I think, day in, day out. And also, off the pitch as well, it's not just on the pitch, you can go to him and think he's very understanding and he always like, look after your best interests, so I think that's amazing for me. Bus, when well, before you joined, did you know much about working here, about Wimbledon, about Ashley? Uh, obviously, I've seen him at many games before and you I think the, the first thing that everyone says is you hear him before you see him. And that was definitely the case. Like, he's just in the tunnel, you always heard him, you heard his voice, you heard everything, like, you just knew him. Um, I didn't know him personally, um, but when I spoke to him, like, I thought he's going to be someone that I'll get on quite well with. Um, just his, his aura, his, the way he is with all of his keepers, he, he's, and he's just a top bloke. Like, at the end of the day, he's like a friend. Um, he'll always text you, he'll always ask how you're getting on. When I moved down here, we always wanted to know like, what was going on, if the missus was coming down, if, what, what, what I was doing, if I sorted a house out, little things like that. It's just, he's a top man off the pitch as well as on the pitch. At what point did you want to become a goalkeeper and then at what point did you decide, right, I want to be a, a keeping coach? Um, I was throwing goal. I had a little goal on the pitch. I don't know, I'm running around to be honest. And then, obviously, you go through the years, junior football, and you play district football, and you play county football, and you get sort of spotted by scouts, and you go on trial, and then, you, then I'm like thinking, oh, I must be alright with this, and the next thing right, I sign at Brentford um, as, a, as a YTS in them days, and then um, it went from there really, my career like, kicked off, um, made me debut at 17, uh, I was England youth keeper for three years, um, yeah, and then it went from there. Scattered around the lower, the biggest, biggest thing I probably it was the old first division. So now it would be 
what's your hobby, what's that? Championship. Yeah, so yeah. I played a few games in that then for Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was always seen as a young, the youngster and I had to feather my nest so I went, I moved to Torquay and that's where I really like started uh, getting established as number one and I went from there really um, and wrapped up plenty of games. And then you went towards the end of the, your career, and I think is it your your rival for the number one shirt, Stephen? Did you own a pub? You must have had lots of fun there. Yeah, Daisy, Chris Day, what a guy, great guy. Um, yeah, I went in at Stevenage as the, as the one. Um, didn't really hit the ground running, if I'm honest. Who's that on the ground, Wesley? Yeah, on the GW. Yeah, yeah. great guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, he could have easy like, well, he did, but he made me mentally stronger. So I then became sort of. I was, I think I was 36, 38, um, coming towards, well, I thought I was, but um, I became a number two and I understood the role. Um, so I was with Chris Day, so we were the both senior goalkeepers. Uh, we worked very well together. Give it credit to him, like, I pushed him every day and he produced on a, on a, on a match day. I, couldn't, I just couldn't get him out of the team. And then um, after about three years, I thought, I'd always coached anyway, I'd always coached youngsters, I'd had my own sort of stuff going on away from the professional game just to sort of, I, I always had my eye on coaching and then um, I sort of left Stevenage and I joined Oldershot with Dean Oldsworth and became first team goalie coach there part-time but still played, so I played for Basingstoke in the Conference South so, and I did that till I was about 40 and then I came here full-time as full-time goalie coach, well player coach at the time and then I've been here ever since. How did you end up here? Um, the job came up and Bass got in touch with me, who I knew anyway. I'd done some sort of part-time stuff years ago. Not this Bass, but Simon Bass. Um, and then uh, I met Ards and it went from there, really. And uh, he offered me the role as player coach. So at the time we had Seb Brown here, and uh, I brought Ross Warner in. And um, I was competing with him, like, so I was player coach, but I couldn't get me around the bit of, I'm competing with you every day, but I'm your coach. And then after about, two years I think I called it a day and I felt I became a better coach then. I saw the game differently um, from every angle because um, it's demanding as a coach, you're like your hours are different to a player and, I, and, I, and I've just gone from there really um, and I love everything about it. By the way lads, this is a free hit to ask him whatever you want about his career. But there's no repercussions. So if, if, you, if you want to ask him about his career, if you've got any questions, if you've got any questions, this is your free hit. I've been asking questions eight years, so I'm out of questions. What's it like being a keeper that's sort of come through the Bezo Academy? Because I remember you were at Brentford, you did some bits of Wickham, you you were you were trialling at Wickham. Yeah, and then off the back of that, I was out, um, just had some more time off and then came just to train with Bezo. I remember down the end at Woody's, and yeah. down in that boggy bit round the back, it was like a meadow with like grass. <laughs> <laughs> up to your yeah. And then played a few played a few games, I think in the 21s. Played Middlesbrough, did well, and then I think I managed to get on the bench. Yeah, it was, it was around the time when uh, Joe Bursic was moving to Stoke. Yeah. So we were yeah. looking for a and under 23s, under 21, under 23s keeper. So I sort of put him in the deep end and said, like, we've got a game. He'd only been here a few weeks anyway. I said, oh, defensive player. And he went, oh, can I let you know? I went, yeah, no problem. And then the next thing he played and he did well. And I said to Ard at the time, I said, listen, if we show JB, he's like, perfect, perfect scenario. And then he's gone from there, really. He's done the, done the journey, he's done the loans, got himself established, you know, unbelievable attitude to his work, day in, day out. On and off the pitch. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Tans a top bloke, isn't he? Works off top bloke. Can't say that. Works very hard in training. This is a very difficult Works. show to do, Bezo, because as you mentioned before with Ross Warner, I'm sat here with four people I know that are goalkeepers. Well, three goalkeepers and one that used to be. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's, that's all love, mate. It's all love. But, but I'm saying with you guys when in reality you guys are looking across the table from each other and you guys are competing for one shirt. Yeah, it is weird about that. Obviously, for me coming into the coming into the building, it's like it's really tough. Like you don't know how everyone's going to react to you. Um, you come in, and like you said, you just don't know how people are going to be. And to be fair to Tans, he's been great. And like we literally, the three of us, we work so hard. And I think it just gets the best out of every single one of us. And I think if you have that in a GK squad, 
you're you're on to good things because every single one of us is pushing each other to be the best we can be. Whereas I've been at some places where it's a bit no one gets on. I don't know. Yeah, don't get on. Does it actually does it actually happen though where goalkeepers just do not get on? Yeah, no, not here. In, in, in the past in my career, I've had it where the, the group's toxic. You're playing, he wants you to play. Yeah. Whereas I can, I can put my arm out and say, not one of these guys. So if Bassi's playing, Tanz and Colonel support. Colonel's playing, if Tanz is playing, Bassi support. We all support each other. And, and that's part of my job, to make sure that the dynamics of the group isn't toxic. Because if, if it is, it's not going to work. You're like a UN peace negotiator you've part be, time. You've be, you're not just a club. You've, you've got to be their coach, their father figure, their mentor. You've, you've got to be that. They, they've, got to be, they've got to trust you as much as you've got to trust them. And then when you've got to have them awkward conversations, they've got to be comfortable with that. Tans, how, how, how do you do? And this is the first time yeah. anyone has ever asked you this at this football club, I know. And this is the first time anyone's asked you on record. How do you deal with Alex Bass coming in, Ryan Sanford coming in? I think wherever you're going to be, there's competition, so that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it, the way I sort of handle myself, if I sort of throw my toys out the pram or if I sack a session off or anything like that, I'm doing an injustice to myself. And I'm looking at, I'm not going to get better that way. So now I'm sort of flipping it and looking, because I'm not playing at the minute, what else can I work on that I wouldn't be able to necessarily do or train if I was playing week and week Sometimes I have two games a week and you can hardly get enough training in, you know. So now I'm doing all the stuff off the pitch that I think is improving myself for when I get the opportunity to come back in the team or whenever it is to be able to play a game. Because you never know, like with um, going away with New Zealand, I had to be prepared. Because if I was like just sort of not bothering in training, then I wouldn't have been prepared for that game when I went away. So I think that's the way I have to look at it. Is But it is difficult for sure because playing for three years in a row, it's and you're not, you get into that rhythm of playing, 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 and then you play one game and you get a little glimpse of it, and then you don't really have that for an extended period of time. So I think that's what I've learned, because it's going to happen for me, because I'm hoping to have a nice long career, you know, and play till maybe four. You will. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you play as long as you can, because yeah. you're a long time player. So for me to do that, I have to be in that mentality that wherever the position is, so I have to perform and also it's at the end of the day it's like it's your job as well you know. Basically, how, how involved are you in decision making when it comes to bringing in new goalkeepers? I mean you've had to do it quite a lot over the years when you think about all the goalkeepers yeah. we've had in the low knees but when it comes to bringing in Bass, when it comes to bringing in Ryan not so much but when it comes to bringing in Bass directly to compete with, with Nick I know obviously you've got to look at the benefit of the team on a whole yeah. as well as Johnny but you must sit there thinking about your individual department going, oh, God, this is going to be tough. Um, it's tough because, obviously, the relationship I've got with Tans, um, I, I, I told him straight away. I, in fact, I told him in the summer that like, Gaffer's looking for a new goalkeeper. <coughs> he wants a new goalkeeper. He wants it to look different. Um, just letting you know. No, that's basically it. And uh, I said, I've got to do my job. I've got to do a job for the football club, what the manager wants. Um, and... I recruited Bassi, but it was he did he knew everything about what was going on. So yeah, it, it is a difficult, but at the end of the day, you've got to do your job. So I've done that with Tans, I've done that with Bassi, I've done that with Colonel. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying to you about. I trust him as much as he trusts me, and when I've got like, that difficult conversation with him, he's got to trust me, and I can't praise him enough about his attitude, his application. Since Bassi walked into the building. But he pulls out performances like Coventry and you're like, wow. Yeah, but, but that performance, he's no, it didn't surprise me. Because the way he works day in, day out. And that's not blowing smoke up his... You know what I mean? It's, that's, that's what I want. I, I, and he has his days where he's like... But then he knows his levels have got to stay there. So then I have conversations with him about, you know, if you're not on it, he's on it. And now he's come in the building, Colonel. It's like, the dynamics are so good. So they push each other every day, and I demand it. I do demand it, but they get on with it, they push each other, they're on each other, we have debates, we have chats. It's, it's a fantastic group to work with. Bass, Nick, tell me about the Colonel. What's it like having a, a third body oh, outdoors? Let's go and chat. I want to do that. I can. 
to be honest, when he came in, <laughs> I'll be honest, oh, I didn't no. know what to expect from him. But, like, I don't know, I don't even know, kind of... I'll be a goalkeeper, don't I? You're a baggy goalkeeper. Yeah, baggy we, goalkeeper. We, we have this banner that he's a baggy goalkeeper. What does that mean? So he has, he's got baggy gear, he's like, the gloves, big gloves. baggy gloves, like, shorts, things are long. Oh, I'm wet top, everything, mate. I'm nice. wet top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's long actually... Long John's on yeah. I was born if in the he, wrong if, if he was, yeah. if he was... 40 years ago, he'd look... He's, he's, yeah. me, but he's... He's looking like Gabo Kirali. Right, yeah, he looked like that is. You know, he's used to look like... Well, you're saying... You don't know Gabo Kirali? He's full of Fulham. He's played for Fulham. He played for Fulham, yeah? Yeah, I know you're about that. That is you. Baggy tracks. Baggy grey tracky bottoms. I can see you wearing them. They weren't even branded. They were like a Primark job, weren't they? Yeah. I could get some, couldn't I? Primark grey. Shall I bring some in? Wear some tomorrow. Wear some tomorrow. Computer training. Nick, the colonel coming in, has he told you the story yeah. about the grenade, picking up a grenade as a child? No, I just found out recently, but... You've made that sound worse than it was. Yeah, tell us about it. No, we were just, just talking about the time I found a hand grenade in the park. Uh, I was just going through the woods, in fact I was building a den in my pals, and uh, just having like get some sticks, gathering some supplies, you know that sort of stuff. And like just out the ground, mate, is a grenade. No word of a lie. With the pin out, there's no pin. But obviously, I knew about all the war stuff and quite into it. So I was like, that's that's like, don't touch it. Like just leave it. So like I've gone to school the next day. Like we've not reported it to no one. And I'm like talking, and the teachers have overheard me. And then like they've gone like, can you draw a picture of it? So like I've drawn the grenade like. Identical, identical, mate. Like potato masher, isn't it? You know what it looks like. A bit of terminology for you. And then they've actually got the police in. The police have drove me down there and gone in there and they've gone, yeah, it's a hand grenade. So the bombs got to come down and shut the road and everything. Yeah. See, see, you lot just think of that as an innocent story. I say building a den, finding grenade. That's the Millwall starter back all over straight away. Have you told them about his weekends as well? No, I mean, tell us. What do you do on your weekends, mate? Where'd you, where's that chair in your, gut, in your boot come from? What do you do on your weekends? Oh, yeah, so sometimes I go to air shows. I quite like an air show. Like watching the Battle of Britain reenacted. So I've got like, really, uh, what are they? Like, binoculars. binoculars, sorry, what's the word? Um, so I've got a fold up chair ready. So I went to Eastbourne in the summer on the beach, and that was good. When there's no air show, you just go to the airport, don't you? No, I'm not Heathrow, because I need to see the specific plane. But I'm not going to have sort of train spot. I mean, do a train spot. No, train spot. Train spot is Charlton. I don't do train spot. Not trains. Ah, planes. Planes, planes. Planes, yeah. Like Spitfires, Hurricanes, Lancaster bombers. You're going to that for me, aren't you? I'm quite into all that sort of stuff, mate, to be honest, yeah. What do you guys do in your spare time? Seeing as you're ridiculing him, what do you do in your spare time, Tans? Spare time? I've started reading quite a lot, actually. What do you read? Just anything, really. Just. The one I'm reading at the minute is called Daily Life Stoic. It just speaks about kind of what I'm trying to incorporate into my game, just sort of controlling the controller. So I think there's a lot of stuff that people can be angry about and you have no control over, so why are you wasting, spending energy over pointless stuff that you can't control? So just that, just about mindset. Bass. I can't follow that up, can I? No. <laughs> All I was going to say is I'm going to swing some golf clubs down the golf course. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Love that. Lovely. Yeah, is yeah. he's got a What are you playing off these days? Seven ish, probably. Okay, these. Hopefully, get that down in the next summer, though, when Fraser lets me play golf again. Fraser, what do you do in your spare time, mate? Well, how do you expend your energy? Spend my energy? Um, I'll make some fun sessions. sessions, reinventing, sort of, so that it keeps the group stimulated. I do like. So the, the, the ethos is the same, but changing the session so that people don't wear that. Yeah, designing sessions at home. Um, I like spending time with my family. I'm a big family person, and also uh, I like a game of golf as well. I'm more of a fair weather golfer though. Yeah, like a field, field trip, mm. Yeah, oh, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not many shows I haven't been to. What's your What's your What's your favourite? Um, well, I've been to musicals and I've been to like my favourite one probably Jersey Boys. Really? The Jersey Boys, Billy Elliot. Mr. Doubtfire was the latest one. Nice. Is it good? Yeah, you got that. I've seen Only Fools. Have you seen Only Fools and Horses? Yeah, Only Fools and Horses. Ah, oh, yeah, that's decent. Oh, uh, Team Tournament was good. Really? Musicals, yeah, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You guys could go on like a little theatre trip, little 
goalkeepers union yeah. trip. No? I quite enjoy that. Do you do things together? Like when you when you are away, like say, look, we've just been to Morecambe, we've been to Barrow, two long old schleps. Do you guys stick together? Do you mix with the main group? Is it the keepers union and everyone else? How does it work? When we travel away in that, we we prep. We've yeah. done all the work. Um, I'm pretty much like till game day. It's sort of like letting do their own thing, sort of thing. This they they got their own preparations. Tans and Bassi like, and then uh, so I'm, I'm pretty much like our work's done. So you know, leave them, and then obviously we come together in the morning, see them at breakfast, and then pre-match, and then on the coach, and then it's like work time when we get in the dressing room, isn't it? Uh, who else? That's knowing them as people, man. That's knowing them as what they like. Are you guys like superstitious? I'll be honest, I don't have any. No. At all? No. I'm Breakfast, not nothing yeah. like that. You don't have the I same think, thing I think every time. I wouldn't say it's a superstition, but I have the same thing for breakfast. But it's not because like a routine. Yeah, but yeah. it's not because I'm just superstitious, just because that's what I like to have. What I is have, your routine? I have scrambled eggs and toast. So that's my pretty much. And a bit of ketchup. Colonel? I'll get some sauce. Scrambled egg, toast, beans, ketchup. Beans and ketchup isn't banned here, as we can see by Mine are poached eggs. Always poached eggs. Yeah. Can you make poached eggs? I do, yeah. Do you put vinegar in your water to make poached eggs? That's yeah. the question you do. But then do you not think it has a bit of a taste to it? I'm, I'm a bit mixed in it, to be honest. Mm. Um, it depends what mood I'm in and what result we've had. Not that I'm superstitious. Tans? <laughs> 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 Pre-match? Yeah, I think just boiled eggs usually, because I can't be bothered making a poached one, so. Boil them soft and then a bit of avocado on the side. And bit of Everyone loves the eggs. Eggs. Yeah, I've never known. Eggs, beans on toast. I've never standard beans on toast. I've never known a footballer that goes, yeah, like bang of cocoa pops or something like that. Yeah. I think a lot of the boys have like chicken and rice and that, but I don't think yeah. we really need that, do we? Yeah, like. Not on Saturday. Maybe on a Tuesday night. I've had like jacket potato for pretty much. Mm. Don't you feel heavy though? Mm. Not particularly. No, I feel alright after that, but. You have it so early, don't you? Yeah, it's not like. Rolling that to kick off and you get half two. Yeah, but imagine like sort of getting up, like people eating like pasta and chicken at six in the morning if you've got like half to a kick off or something. Yeah, that's the it's thing. That people have done that. You yeah, go to like down for pre match and it's an early kick off, like 12 30 kick off, and there's boys having chicken and rice. You think at this oh. time you're never doing that Grim. unless it's a football match, so why are you doing it? Grim. It's Grim. just like do what you eat on a normal time. Yeah, it's just so strange. Talk to me about equipment and stuff because you guys are so funny about gloves and wraps and why, why do you lot wrap your hands up and fingers up <laughs> mine's a bad habit now are you, do you wrap your wrist don't you yeah you don't wrap your wrist I don't wrap my, I wrap my fingers because I've dislocated yeah. and yeah. broken yeah. the wrist one's pointless the wrist I don't know why I put you put like three rounds of tape around your wrist I don't yeah, because I did it once when I had a sore wrist. And, you just and then when you put your gloves on now, I feel like floppy. You feel like really loose. I feel like <laughs> I pull my gloves off sometimes and my hands are blue because I've had it too tight. Yeah. But I like that feeling like. I'm going soft and he's going. Yeah, but no, like, I don't like that flimsy feeling. I'd rather it just lock and stay there. Um, but mine literally just come from like folding. Yeah, what you fully do it. I think, oh, well. He's playing. If he does like, it, yeah, he does well, it. I'll do it. That's literally where mine come from. He's yeah. a legend, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's Top a legend. Player. So, when, when you were a young pup, who did you look up to, goalkeeping-wise? Uh, yeah, well, in my area, it was, um, I was uh, lucky enough to work with Neville Southall a few times. Yeah, with our old manager, obviously, so Andy King came in at Grey's Athletic. Yeah. He brought Nevin to work with me. Him, Pete Shilton, uh, Dave Seaman, Pete Schmeichel, and Clements. All that sort of area was my, was my goalies. Do you know who was the most underrated keeper in that era? Nigel Martin. Was the most underrated yeah. keeper in that era. Yeah. He was highly unlucky because you had so many good keepers around yeah. you. You think, you think how the game's changed now? How would they, how would they fare now than goalies? Well, because they can't play out from the back. Well, what's, what's your take on this? Because I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of embarrassing now, isn't it? I mean, people, people like look down if you lump the ball under the yards on the pitch. Like, Sorry. No, 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 go on, Basil. First and foremost, I always go, right, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep the ball out of the net. Then everything else takes care of itself. But it, it drives me crackers sometimes when they go, yeah, but he can play with his feet. Can he keep going? Can he come for rest? Can he make that, that match win insane? You know, it, it's like, it, ah. Yeah, you have got to be good with your feet, and that's the modern day goalkeeper now. But first and foremost, you've got to be able to keep going. 
But do you not think that this obsession we're now playing out from the back is just it's becoming ludicrous? Because at the end of the day, forget the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper can play, but if the four in front can't, then you've got a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you've, got, you, you've got them on another level. You've got Edison Allison, um, who were on just on another level. Do you know what I mean? To uh, who else would we say? Oh, no, not. No, 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 no. You have an Onana? Yeah, I think he's just got to settle, settle in, really. I think, look at the hail when he first came over. Same sort of thing. You, you had something like this at Millwall, though, because Gary Rallett dispatched with the big man Bart and brought in George Long and, and, and brought George Long into the first team because he believed he could play better with his feet. Yeah. Um, I think the manager that season, when Longy come in, I think he wanted to change the style of play a little bit. Um, and I think what Longy could do with his feet suited the team more at that time. Um, and Longy's a phenomenal goalkeeper as well. I mean, obviously you had him down here and, and stuff, but he's just his work ethic, I think in the end, got him in the team. You know, if I'm being totally honest with you, because he was phenomenal day to day, Bart was phenomenal. It was a really, really, really good battle between the two. But the best thing is I could learn off both of them. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a surprise to me but Longy got in the team eventually, just purely, like I said, because of that work ethic. Bass, who do you look up to? Who, who's your goalkeeping hero? Um, weirdly, my idol growing up was always David Seaman, but he was a little bit before my time. How long you? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he, was, he was before my time, but I always looked at him as a bit of a legend. So I was an Arsenal fan, I, it was like, he was my legend. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to love him, dad was a goalkeeper, so he kind of like, oh, look at David Seaman. That's some keepers though, didn't they? Arsenal, yeah. Bob Wilson. Yeah. John Luke Wilson. I remember going on his goalkeeping schools. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Bob Wilson. Nice. No, 15, 16, Brentford to send me that. Little Ashley Bass. Yeah. Bobbing along. Brentford went straight to Bob Wilson's goalkeeping school. Brilliant. Loved every minute of it. Tans, who'd you look up to? Uh, I think De Gea. I think I'm, because his whole period when he came in, I think he proper had a bit of a struggle with like physicality and stuff, and then the more he played, the more he sort of got experience better he got. I think it was a bit unfair on him how things ended at Man U, but I guess that's the football for you, isn't it? I went on a, I went on a goalkeeping conference and Eric Steele was, as you know, a legend what guy, um, delivered on it and he'd done the story in the process of when he first spotted David Dyer all the way through to, obviously he was goalkeeping coach at Man United, yeah. so he, he'd done the recruiting and when he first spotted him, to getting him into the team. I mean, the story is phenomenal. Uh, he's a great guy, Steely. He's interesting yeah. because he talks quite intensively about keeping keepers on their toes, literally and sort of metaphorically, by saying that you guys need to be challenged and you need to be challenged in the sense of if your goalkeeping coach is letting you get away with whatever and kind of just ticking over and it's the bog standard session, you guys get into a bit of a lull. And that was a worry for De Gea a couple of years ago. And, and obviously I refer back to him because you, you talked about him, Tans, but there was talks about how the Man United goalkeeping setup wasn't as good and as prolific as it once was. What does Bezo do to keep you guys active every day? Because I love watching the videos. You know when I see you guys doing drills and he's just shouting and screams? I love it. I love it. Does it give you guys... Are you guys challenged? Do you feel challenged suitably? Yeah, so I think every day you're going to have... Because there's some days, let's say, on a Saturday when... Basics played on the weekend and on a Monday, me and Cohen will have a top up, you know, and we'll do some extra fitness work. So that's how he keeps on top of us. And then before a game, I'll go out about 10, 15 minutes earlier, do a bit of extra work with Bezo. Because I think you can, when you're not playing, I think it's, it's, you've got to be careful not to sort of fall into the rhythm of just not doing much, you know, because sometimes you play Tuesday, Tuesdays and Saturdays, and then you can't sort of catch up on training that week. But, I think during the sessions it's just, and I think keeping the sort of the variety in the sessions where we do, so we've got this big fish net where it's like deflections, those are one of my most favourite sessions, so basically I might put that on if I'm like sort of not down, but like sort of if I'm like having a great week, he'll put that on and he knows how to like work me with that. The story with Tans is, I've got a good one for Tans, this is, so Tans when he first came into the building, obviously he wasn't the number one, he was the number two stroke number three at the time. So for me, he, and then he got on the bench as a two, but he was consistently on the bench. This is not now, this is when he first came. And I did a bit of reverse psychology with him, so I made him do all the running after a game, which I know he hated. I kicked him, I hate that. Instead of me doing a goalkeeping session with him, 
they, they do all their work for the week, don't get me wrong, but, and he, after a while, he sort of registered with him, and, didn't it? And I, I sort of was, but that was my, me doing a bit of reverse psychology to challenge him to say, no, 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 I want more from you. I don't want you to be comfortable sitting on the bench. I can't remember who was number one at the time. It might have been when, We've had so many keepers. <laughs> no, Literally so many keepers. Learned some of them, yeah. All of them. Come over with Longy or was it Con? I think it was Con. Con, yeah, at like the time. Con and then Sam Walker. Anyway, my my take on it was right. How can I how can I keep him hungry? How can I keep him driven? So he and I knew it. It hurt him that I, I was going right. Go and do one of my lads. We did it for a period of time, and yeah. I got a great reaction after them sort of thing so um, I think keeping your I don't like to call them number ones number twos number threes we're, we're a group whoever's playing you must push challenge um, support is a big thing here um, but it's keeping the ones who aren't playing is probably a harder job than the one who is playing if that makes sense you know if you're playing week in week out you've got to just make sure um, their levels are high don't let your standards drop the other two are pushing you then it's important that you keep the other two on their toes Anyone else want to add anything to that? The way Bezo does it is he, he, he knows you as a person, he gets to know you as a person and he knows what gets the best out of you. And I think that's a, probably a credit to himself because some people will just flog you for the sake of flogging you because they feel like that's what you, what you need. But technically mm. you don't need that. You need something that's actually going to get something out of you. Um, and I think that's what he, he does really well. That's one thing I've, I've learned from a lot of people is that people come to this football club because they want to work with him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. Aaron Ramsdale told me when, when, when he won his London Football Award last year, we had a good chat about Bezo and, and he said mm-hmm. some lovely things and I sent you the video afterwards yeah, because no, no. you deserve that. You really deserve yeah, that. Yeah. And I think sometimes people like Bezo don't get the credit they deserve. But what is it about him that people want to come and come and learn? Is this a is this the Ashley Bay sort of like Academy, if you like, is it is it like a factory line? What is it? Is it a rehabilitation centre? <laughs> I honest, honestly can like put my finger on what it is, but you just got to look at his track record where he just produces goalkeepers. Like it's scary the amount of people and the amount of goalies that he's even now. Like Spike, I, I didn't know Spike, but yeah. Spike being sold in the summer, like there's just a constant mm. line of goalkeepers that have come through that Bezos developed, um, and I don't I don't know what what it is or why it is but he just has that effect on people where he gets the most out of them um, I personally didn't come here because I knew about Bezo but as soon as I heard about him like, I knew that I was going to enjoy my work here because he is such a great guy and he gets the best out of everyone Bezo who's the best keeper you've worked with here? My brain generally that is a tough question I've worked with some there's so many goalkeepers do you know who I always feel bad for Joe McDonald because literally he, he was like, sort of like the bounce Again, back Mac- ability Mac- man, Mac- wasn't he? Yeah. That's not sitting on the fence, by the way, but I've worked with some really good goals. And you'll all probably go, because Rambo's at Arsenal, he's playing in the Premier, he's played for England. But every, every goalkeeper that I've worked with, I feel they came in as good goalkeepers and they left better goalkeepers. And I genuinely believe that. So for me to say one individual, would be an injustice to anyone. Okay, okay, so let's flip the question around and I'm gonna ask you, how do you deal with keepers that don't have a great time here? And I'm looking at someone like Ben Wilson. Yeah. Uh, a really good mate of mine, Tom King. Didn't have the best yeah. of spells here, but as well. Kingy now, so Kingy, again, I'll talk to Kingy. So I love that boy, I love him I mean, so much. Going back so to, oh, going back to Maka, so going back to Joe McNair Maka, as we call him. He, again, he was with me eight years, but he, he, he was an outfielder when I was coaching at Aldershot and playing for Basingstoke. He then started keeping goals. This is an unbelievable story. And became my number two while I was playing for Basingstoke, while I was doing my coaching at Aldershot. I then started taking him into Aldershot, started developing him. And then once I left there, he, so we trained him for two years at Aldershot, was at Basingstoke. So he would see me play, but then see, I was coaching him. So then I came here and I brought him in again as a training goalie, just to get a next thing, you know, we signed him. And then he's like, he needed, he's, the trouble with Mac was, he was always seen as that, again, I don't like calling number ones, number twos, number threes, but he was seen as the number two. Every time he stepped in, he never let me down. Um, he got a good run in the team, and then obviously he, he left there, and he's like, found himself now at Eastleigh, he's played 
two, three seasons of number one, doing brilliant. Now, and I look at it and I take great pride in that as much as I do Rambo playing for Arsenal. Does that make sense? Of course. You, you know, because his journey and how it was was unbelievable. It feels very easy, and I mean, this is sort of a group-wide black point. It feels very easy as a goalkeeper to be able to slip into that comfort zone of being the regular number two, the number three, keeper, the Premier League number three goalkeeper, where you do that, and then you make a name for yourself. People look yeah. at Scott Carson, Richard Wright. People have turned around and gone, yeah, they've been involved in Champions League squads and all that. But at the end of the day, people are taking the piss out of them. That's what it is. People yeah. are saying, oh, that, you know, you'll have everyone who goes, oh, Richard Wright, club legend, Alex Manninger, when, when Liverpool, did yeah, they win yeah, the Premier yeah. League or the Champions League? Yeah. Oh, right, Manninger, Liverpool legend. Yeah, he's third to his goalkeeper. We know, or people inside the club know the effect mm. he has, but from the outset, it's like, oh, look at him, 10 grand a week, he's picking up a wage and he's, he's sat twiddling his thumbs. You know, it's very easy to get into that. How do you make sure you don't get to that position, that you're not the perennial number two? Tough, yeah. like, you never, you never want to be that person. But as a goalkeeper, you know there's only one person that ever plays on a Saturday. You're never going to get a chance. You're not like a striker where you can come on as a sub. So you always get kind of like stuck in that thing. As there's always going to be sort of two, three goalkeepers at a club. So there's always going to be a couple of people that are technically not at, not playing in the team. Um, and I think some people actually just do the role really well. Like you speak to anyone about Scott Carson, and all they say is, "Oh, he's a great lad." Like you couldn't imagine the club without him kind of thing. That's what everyone always says. So I just think that people kind of adapt that role really well, but you kind of have to adapt to that role. If you don't, if you don't want to be a number two, you won't be a number two. Mm-hmm. Like you look probably like Ramsdale, for example. I don't think he's really going to want to sit there as a no. number two. Yeah, uh, I think he's how he's dealt with it. I mean, I, I messaged him when it happened just to say, like, don't change, still be you. Um, very annoying to be left out for me. I mean, he hadn't done anything wrong, had he? I, I, I don't understand people, that. I, I don't, I've got to be honest. I don't they know. handed him a new deal in Sunday, didn't they? Uh, he certainly did. Yeah. yeah. We've got the team of the year. No, 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 team of the year. PFA team of the year, yeah. Didn't put a foot wrong, and now he's not playing. And in my well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's Like everyone, I don't think we have, we've had our own conversations about it, like, you know. Because you know him as well, I think it makes it a bit more, you know, but it's, it's a tough, I mean, Ray is a good goalkeeper, but for me, like, do you talk about the do you talk about like wider goalkeeping matters if you like you know like when you guys are doing your thing you're walking across your your training cabbage patch like do you do you go across and do you, do you talk about oh look and on had a shocker today had a shocker X Y Z had a shocker that player is playing well look what's happened to them he's moved there he's moved there do you, do you still is the, but what I'm trying to get at is is the goalkeeping yeah, union an actual thing yeah, well, yeah you what do you, what do you think goalkeeping union is. What do you what do you see? Um, it's the this fact is me that you now. it's the fact that when you guys are in tunnels, you actually shake hands with each other, and no one else does. <laughs> see, I, 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 I think all goalkeepers. what did you say? You don't? No, no, I don't I disagree with that. But I was on the same. Goalkeeping union is part of that as a respect. Like even before a game. Well, you'll be stood in the tunnel, and if I'm playing against another goalkeeper, I'll just be like, "Oh, you're right, mate. All the best." Like I don't know him, but you just say hello to him just because he's another goalkeeper. I think it's because we all it's know how tough the position is. Yeah. So it's like a mutual respect. Yeah, That's what I think it is. Yeah. Where's um, the? Fu- I want Tans now to say, "Well, I'll tell him, mate. Stick, stick seven past you, mate." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on the same page as Basti. Really. I think because you, you all kind of know each other because everyone's been through the leagues and everyone's sort of played against each other, so. I think it is you kind of yeah look out for each other. It's a, it's a it's a it's a respect thing. It's a it's a it's a togetherness. It's a support. But the biggest thing is a res, it's a respect. I think it's the same with like goalie coaches. <laughs> goalie coaches, goalies. I just think there's that there's that respect. You know, because everyone like you said, Colonel, everyone knows that position. So. Going back to so I don't avoid the question, you going back to them difficult ones when the loans have been in and mm, done it, mm. not done well, that's a test and that's a challenge as a coach. But again, you, you, you learn from it. Yeah, we've had a couple. Um, I learned a lot from it, you know. Um, there's not many of them who've left here and I've not, not spoke to. I mean, look at Ben Wilson now, he's playing week in week out. Well, Golden Gloves Championship last but year. He did certain things that wasn't acceptable here and, and he paid the price for it. But then you had your conversations with their goalie coaches and they're with you with it. Do you know what I mean? Kingy, he said, if I'd have listened when I was there, I mean, fair play to him, he's like, 
the third goalkeeper at Wolves now, so he's obviously done something right. I mean, we when we played Salford last year, yeah, he's completely changed. Yeah. He's a very, he's a great guy. Yeah, great guy, great guy. I think he changed completely changed his whole lifestyle, the way he lived, and just everything. Yeah. And, and you know, he was I still a young lad trying to find his way. Yeah. I mean, he learned from his spell here, and he probably tell you that himself. Mm. You know, anyone else you want to chuck out, dig out? You want to dig anyone out? Dig anyone out? Uh, Nathan Trot looked about 12 when he turned up here. Trotty, he done a lot, you know what? So the perception of Trotty was, young lad, brought in, he's gonna, he's gonna make mistakes, but he was, he was growing, he, he, he grew in, in the role. You know, um, he's playing out in Denmark now, I think, on loan from West Ham. But he, he had unbelievable natural ability at any time. His spring. His spring was a drought. His hands the and his spring was like just right. He just wasn't a, a physically developed. So, I mean, he'd make saves and you'd be like, wow. He'd be like a cat. He'd bring his agility yeah. Yeah. around the goal and his hands was just like natural. But he'd wear the most beat up gloves, like, and get boxes and boxes of gloves and go, yeah, take what you want. And yeah. Just Last chilled man. out. Right. The most chilled out. You're going to love him. You're going to love him, mate. He, did, he wore the same pair of gloves all week and on a match day. Huh? And I'm telling you, you when I'm like a rat at eating I'm in like boxes. Rambo was the same. Rambo was going crusty on the top. I just wear them on game day. Rambo was different. He used to get boxes of Adidas stuff, but just give it all to the young lads. Like he was just so generous with his boots, his gloves. He'd sort all the young lads out. Troy was the same. He was the same size boots as me. Great guy as well, Troy. Yeah, great guy. What, what about you guys when it comes to gloves? What's the, what's, oh. I mean, I'm, it's not a superstition. Let's not say oh, that. We do like a glove chat here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like collect gloves. Uh, Adam Sells will be listening to this no, podcast. Selzy. So, uh, yeah, just shout, we can give him a nice yeah, big Selzy shout out. Um, Selzy loves it. Fair play. He's probably phenomenal. Uh, uh, how come you're not making gloves yet? I tried once with Daisy. It's just that the, there's so many brands out there. Um, I was with Pro GK for... 12, 15 years uh, with Glenn Johnson, who's goalkeeper coach uh, up in Scotland now. And then um, I was running my sort of my own bits and pieces. I needed uh, gloves for kids, and he sort of didn't do them. So I got in touch with Miles at One Glove, and I've been with him ever since. So he supplies me One Glove. Shout out there to Miles at One Glove. Yeah, what, don't what, mind it. And then he sort all the kids out and give them discount and everything. So. You know, I've been with them ever since. What, 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 who's having what? Roll finger, gun, yeah, I'm cut, what are we? It's a big man. It's a big like a baggy roll finger. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> like two sizes too big for me. Why? I don't know, it's just what I'm comfortable in. Do you know when I said baggy goalkeeper earlier? That is him. Yeah. Just baggy. Just so big, like, baggy and like... He does like to change up in... Always roll finger, but does like a change up. I've got him in one of them, I? Yeah. Where's anything? These two are both sponsored, so he won't ever. Ch- I've tried. Are you to to change him. I'm a Royce. Yeah, good, good Royce. company, solid company. He won't, ch- he won't change. Just because the, the way the gloves are, like a really thin glove, that just feels like I'm working on. See, thin, baggy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> what are you having? Uh, I'm HR at the moment. Okay. I'm HO's over. The hose. Phenomenon. Does anyone still wear gun cut? Those proper thick, like massive finger ones? Yeah, what, you mean oh, finger saves, or do you mean. No, 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 no. The they're called gun cut. cut. You know yeah, where. Roll finger. No, they're not roll finger. They're, they're like proper right. thick, like the fingers are the massive. Nike gun, gun, gun cuts. They were like roll fingers, weren't they? You, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, right, I've had them in the past. You've got some new gloves coming in next week, haven't you? You have to show them. <laughs> oh, the precision is yeah. 16 pounds. <laughs> I've not seen it yet. I've I had a boot voucher, so I had to, had to be over it's 300 pounds. No, 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 I had to be over 300 pounds, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there, I've got it to 300 pounds on the nose, and I was buzzing with myself, but it just wouldn't let me apply the code. So I thinking, oh, what's going on? I had to spend over. So I found the cheapest gloves I could find. And there were these precisions and a size 11. You know where the thumb's like... You know, the black, you know the black like, <laughs> thing, the thumb's out to the side? You'll be like, catch it. Made of felt. Yeah, yeah, I've got them coming. Yeah. Friday, so I'll get them. Uh, there's, there's a point where I keep... I think all in, when I was younger, I mean, I used to wear Selzy's gloves. I used to wear them. So that's a shout out for you, Selzy. But um, yeah, I used to use them when I was younger until I sort of went in with my mate. Designed their own. I mean, the market's a, 
from, from where it was back in the day. Oh. Until I used to get a pair of Sondicos and that's it. Like, you yeah, know, Ke- Kevin Bressman Sondicos, that's yeah. what they were. Big yeah. KB. Sondico, your sport, and and then like, Back in the day, in like the 90s, you know the actual, there was no foam on the glove. It was the like a little, watch. it was the like a little, Dots. No, 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 no. On, on like Sondigos in the nineties, they, 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 they were like cotton in in between. Cotton. They had like plastic on the top and plastic yeah, on the bottom. It was it was yeah with, with, with little sort of like yeah, dots on them. Yeah, yeah. Mental. And then Jim and Puma bought the spot ones with spines yeah. out. Yeah. Do they still have spines? Do they still, people yeah, still, still use them? Yeah. 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 When Brumby was there, he wouldn't wear anything but spines. Brumby liked spines, did he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, any other business? Is there anything you'd like to ask Bezo at all? Free hit. Anything you'd like? Don't be shy. I've got a question for them. Have you got a question for each other that you wouldn't normally ask? But obviously, this is the confines. This anything goes. This is well, the podcast. We talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. we we, we, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think the problem, the problem with us is is we we all work, like the, the goalies are always together. Mm-hmm. You're almost like your own little squad in the team squad so we'll always be together like you'll be doing a session and we'll always just chat to each other so we just talk about so much during the day that you come to these you're like well, what are we talking well, yeah. about it was covered yeah, everything this morning yeah. We, we have this, we, it's, this is what I mean by goal keeping and competitive so I'm involved in it so with the freedom of myself we play spike ball most mornings but not not to for those who don't know what spike ball is explain it right. spike ball who wants to do it anyway you want me to do it so it's a it's a small springy net like a, a trampet with small little uh, not sponge balls but plasticky okay. plastic rubbery yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're cricket balls aren't they so they're a bit bigger they're like yeah. I don't know they're almost so like the size of palm we, your hand we, and they're a bit squishy they bounce quite and we play you it, well we we got a variety of games we play but basically it gets your hand and eye coordination going. So but I, I try to do it as well as an active warm-up. So instead of going, oh, do, have a jog, have a stretch, they've already done the pre-out. So when you come out on the grass, we'll have 15 minutes of it as our active warm-up, and it is lively. And the competitive edge I get going into the session, like, it, like, like Bassi said, like you, could, you could be a little bit miserable or down. Yeah. As soon as fireball starts, you can't, because it's lively. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're all involved. And then we and do 10 or 15 advice. minutes tops, and then, but some days when I do it, like we didn't do it today, I'll like change it up, we'll have a game tomorrow. We always have it on a match prep on a Friday, um, and it gets it lightens the mood. Who's the best? Tans. Tans. Tans is scary. I'm getting better. Bezo had a couple of weeks off it. Lots of drop shot, didn't he, Bezo? And now he's getting a back shot. Yeah. We have a drop shot on Bezo. Colonel's got better, I'm at it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. We should make sure Bader does 4K in the morning. Depends if I've done my run in the morning. If I've done my run in the morning, my legs are a bit heavy. Yeah, <laughs> run, run and six coffees, yeah? Yeah. Irish. <laughs> I've cut down to be fair. Um, coffees on the runs. <laughs> 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 I, I, Rob Toovey keeps trying to... Yeah, I'm going to be playing paddle with him. Okay, question. question. Uh, I've got two more questions for you. First question, why does Rob Toovey hate goalkeepers? Um, go on, you have to answer that. We don't know. Why does Toovey hate goalkeepers? I don't know. I don't even know he hates goalkeepers. He said he has a passionate dislike for goalkeepers. Does he? Do you think it's a thing out there that quite a lot of people hate goalkeepers? Like, do you I think, think maybe he Maybe he wanted to be one. Maybe. Maybe it's not might be the secret. They'll probably see how much fun we have outside. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of jealousy to it. Yeah. yeah. I think when we've got that spike ground in the morning, the lads yeah. are just doing it. Everyone comes up. over, yeah, they're just running up and down and watching us. They start battering you because yeah. they just want to be jealous. It's jealousy. jealousy. They, they want to. Do you want to join the GKU? Do you want to join the GKU? Hey, Rocket Sides, Ter- Terence, you coming in? That is a goalkeeper hater. Yeah. Hater. Yeah. Hater. Goalkeeper hater. Look at him, he actually hates goalkeepers. <laughs> come on, come on, Tuvi. Come on, Tuvi. Tuvi, come on. Jump over it. Ask him yourself. Rob, come over here. Jump on this mic. Jump on this mic. So I asked the question. Hello, Robert, by the way. Um, Hello, Roberto. Oh, no. 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 Oh,
W's. Robert. What? What's that? Robert. What? What's that? Basket. He, he, he knows about gloves. Hand, just show the camera. Handshakes, W's, cups. Just set it down a little bit. He knows about gloves because I always get Not wide in your wide. set, make sure. <laughs> it's good, it's important. <laughs> oh, this guy, he listens, doesn't he? Robert, why do you hate goalkeepers? They're just a weird bunch. I don't like this union thing, like, be jealous, part of everything. Jealous, yeah. jealous, it's jealous, 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 they just always want to be together. Just be part of the team. Do you, do you not feel they are part of the team? 100% they're part of the team. Don't try to. <laughs> no, but, yeah, just very, they've just got weird habits. Like, look at him. Like, it's just, some of the habits he's got. What's wrong with him? He's weird, be nice. Aaron, since he's got here, he's been at me. He's been at me. He took the piss out of my, oh, sorry, can I say that? Yeah, oh, you can't do that. Took the thing out of my free kicks when I've beat him three or four times. What? Three or four times? Oh, I'm not going to nibble. Yeah. You already have. Three or four times? <laughs> I'm not going to nibble. You already have. Colonel, have you, is it, can we call him Colonel? Yeah, yeah. 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 we've had the chat about yeah. Colonel, mate. He yeah. is the Colonel. This has got to be the longest podcast, by the way. No, it hasn't. Have you got any other... Fn Akoka did did two hours. Have you got any beef with anyone else? No, we just no, and then, no, and then the, the way he's looking at Tanz is hilarious. He's just looking at Tanz and saying, how can I pick on him? Do you know what it is? Sometimes when you're putting on, like, shooting drills... We say that, right? They don't like that it might not be for them. So they've got to understand that some of the drills, they might find are a little bit... Unrealistic. Mm. So why are you it's doing confidence booster? Confidence they're full of forwards. For the forwards need a little yeah. bit of repetition, etc. Et 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 so we yeah. confidence. That's why you go out an hour before with Bezo and you start playing spike ball. <laughs> 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 this, this is je- this feel you feel like I can feel the jealousy. <laughs> nice. Well, I can feel the jealousy. Spike ball. Talk to me. I go clap on common on a Sunday and play that if I want to. Do you know what I mean? I don't see the relevance. This is what I'm saying, Pete. There's a there's a ethos in why we do it, and I explain that. So it's an active warm-up, sets the tone, sets the tempo, sets the atmosphere for the session. You, you and Terence could play badminton. I reckon me and Tell have Bezo and uh, uh, what well, spike ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me know when this happens. Yeah, bring it, bring it. What are you picking? Because you've just said you'll have Bezo, but Bezo can't play on his own, can it? Bezo can choose one of three of you. Pick Tans. Pick any. Are we saying this is an official matchup? I feel like Frank Warren right now. I mean, are we talking about an actual. Do you so actually I, want this? We, yes. no, no, fair, no. Sometimes when you're diving around, I'm like, I could do that. Are you being brave for the mic? Are you being brave for the mic? No, 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 I could do that. There's a camera here, I've just said it. Yeah. Right. Go on, let's get it going. Right. Yeah, we'll bring it on then, AP. Yeah. We'll bring it on. We've so, got a on paddle today. So we'll see. So, so, so we're going, going to we're going spike ball. Yourself and, is it Terence you're picking? Yeah, I'll pick Terence. Yeah. yeah, yourself and Terry Skiverton. Oh, no. Bezo, who, who, who are you picking for me? Um, <laughs> that's a low blow. No, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. We'll have one around, we'll be. We're playing for yeah, we'll we'll one around. Yeah. I'll tell you what, why, why don't we do a little forfeit? Loser has to donate something to D-Lag. So donate someone no into D-Lag, yeah? No yeah, to, to Don's local actual group. Who's doing that? So what, 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 what amount can we say? What's the purse for this one? We're, uh, we're sponsor, so the loser has to put £100 in either me or Bezos' donation page for sleep up. How, how many rounds are we going? Are you sure you want this? I, I don't think you guys are. Are you sure you want this? So the best, best of three rounds, £100 a round, I think. £100 a round? £100 a round. This is what I said. Robert, Robert, Robert. So, so you want to play a hundred pound for the whole game? Yeah, hundred quid, and then what? Each round, don't make two pages. I'm saying hundred pound around. They don't fancy it. That's why. They, yeah. Otherwise, they'd bet hundred pound around. That's fighting to round. I actually think you play every day. Yeah, basically. But you've said you take some, you beat us. So if you're best of three, exactly. We need a practice first, don't we? No, 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 no. Your training, your training is your responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. No yeah, problem. no practice games, no more you know. like that, yeah. or whatever you call it. I said, instead of going paddle, you can play some spike water. Yeah. Yeah. Play some spike water. Nice weather for it. Get wet in a minute. Get wet. 
Paddles are great. So, so you don't want to do a hundred pound around? No, hundred pound for the best of three. It's very tight. Though, we win two nil. Okay, hundred pound. Robin, Terry versus Bezo and one other. Let me know when it is and we'll come and film it. I'll commentate on it as well about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a full-blown commentary. Um, so so my, my final question, look outside, it's miserable. It can be a very lonely place, your goal mouth. How do you deal with setbacks, difficulty, difficult moments, mistakes? How do you deal with this? Next action, isn't it? Like yeah. you like baseballs all the time. It's just that next action. Everyone's gonna do them. I think you see it all throughout the leagues, Premier League, Championship. You see it everywhere. You know, it's just how you react. And I think the main thing for me is personally not making the same mistake twice. I think that's the huge thing. But then sometimes it's not really in your control. It's all a bit of misfortune, you know. So I think just not really caring for me, not caring and just leaving it. I next. think you've got to have some form of reset. Yeah. Um, mm. There's like a like not necessarily a reset button, but there should be something in your head that just like a reset. I was speaking to you about this the other day yeah. or night. Um, I think you told me that Ram Rambo had it with a fan or something. He just do something to the fans. And for me, it's weirdly enough, I live at the ground, so I sometimes I just look up to the window at the ground or something like that, just to take your mind off the game. Um, just little things like that, just to take your mind away from it and think about something a bit more positive um, and kind of go from then. And it's just, it just literally acts as a reset. And then you just, everyone said, you go into your next action and you make sure that your next action is correct and Positive that one, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're not dwelling on things and that hopefully the mistake will never happen again. And Bezo, finally, how do you pick these guys up? Bar having that brilliant energy and that, that great vibe about you, how, how do you pick these guys up after a difficult afternoon or, or a mistake? Um, give, well, first and foremost, they know that I've always got their back. That's the biggest thing. I'll always greet them on the pitch with a smile on the face when there's a draw, so they know I've got their back. And then it's like revisiting it, sort of thing. Um, won't necessarily go deep after a game. It'll always probably be have a debrief. Whoever's playing, we'll have a debrief on a Sunday. Um, get their thoughts, how they're feeling mentally, physically. Uh, what do you think of any goals that have gone in? If they haven't gone in what went well in the game and then and sort of then and then we'll uh, sit down on a Monday morning um, go through all the clips not not for long though 10 10 15 minutes tops um, and sort of if they're if they're on a low revisit all the good stuff remember why you're a good goalkeeper what makes you a good goalkeeper um, and also sort of probably doing a session where I know it'll make them feel good if they're feeling a little bit low so yeah um, just giving them Giving him good detail, really, is, is um, the biggest thing, is um, if, if they've made a mistake or the result hadn't gone right. Um, but don't forget all the good stuff that you've been doing, um, you know, day in, day out. Bezo, you, you succumbed to peer pressure and you signed up for the D-Log sleep out, the big sleep out three, oh, yeah. didn't you? Sorry for Get pressure. Get there and sponsor me. Sponsors going well, actually. I've been... I think it's you versus me at the top, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we both raised about the same amount. But yeah, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, can't wait. Yeah? Yeah. Promise? Got me outfit ready. What's your outfit? I'm not telling you. Come and speak closer. Are you you new fancy dress or something? Yeah, I've got something that came yesterday. Tried it all on. All ready to go. Please let it be that outfit from Borat. (laughs) What, the man king? (laughs) (laughs) You called it on, so I've done it. In, in five degrees. You go. You won't remember. To you call. Oh it. yeah, no, no, no. I know exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what I call. Straight away. This got, is ordered it for I'll me. tell you later. But yeah, no. Looking. Yeah. Looking forward yeah, to no, it. Looking forward to it. It's a good cause, obviously. Um, so as much as we can raise. And people can sponsor you as well. Are you going to put those details out? How people can sponsor you? Because you're not really on social media, are you? No, don't do social media. How come? Don't interest me. I've got enough going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Shit on social media. What are you? Every daughter's batting me about it. Dad, you should be on this, you should be on that. Should. I don't need it, mate. I don't need it. I don't need to be told if I've played a bad game. I don't need to be told if I've had a good game. No, same. I don't need to tell if I'm a good coach. I don't need to be told if I'm a bad coach. I know I'm good. How do you, you guys deal with social media? Well, I haven't got it either. No? Told you, Colonel is so much like me. No, but the, the Colonel's busy with like his war reenactments yeah. and stuff so I mean grenades but isn't that a great insight <laughs> finding grenades and <laughs> other great bits of weaponry you wouldn't have known that would you, you no you wouldn't have you really wouldn't have Tans anything <laughs> on uh, social media I don't know I think it's it's one of those where you can't you've got to take everything with a pitch of salt you know people mm-hmm. are saying it from or if they're trying to batter you on social media I think they're trying to 
they're trying to say it from the comfiness of their couch and they don't actually know the position you're in and the stuff you've been through. So, yeah, pinch of salt for me. We'll leave it there. Um, go on, go on, Baza. No, there's one more thing. I, I, I think the way I can relate to the goalkeepers is I've, I've done it. I've gone through every scenario that they've gone through. I've stood in that goal and I've, I've gone through it all. So I always say to them, I know how you're feeling, I know what you're going through. And, and that's why I think I brought that into my coaching, to be honest. I feel like because I played the game, I'm able to relate to the goalies probably better because I've been in that position. You know, that's what I sort of. Nice one. Nice one. I think we should leave it there for the first yeah. episode yeah. of the Goalkeepers Union. Um, thank you, Bezo, thank for you having us. Hands, appreciate it. Bus, thank you, guys. Bob, bob, bobbing off the D lag, and uh, the Colonel, mate, carry on doing yeah. what you're doing as well. Great to have you with us. Um, Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers, boys. Get every single episode of the official AFC Wimbledon podcast the minute it drops. Just head to Acast, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe.